Welcome to On a High, the show about the intersections of cannabis, design, culture, and lifestyle. I'm your host, Donna Bishop. And I'm your host, Michelle Bilodeau. On a High is produced and distributed by Business of Cannabis, the award-winning media company that provides insight into the companies, brands, people, and trends driving the global cannabis industry. Find out more about Business of Cannabis at businessofcannabis.ca. Good to see you, Michelle. Good to see you, too. How are you feeling today? Oh, feeling all right. <laughs> so we have two really cool dudes to speak with today. Yeah. I think ev- I think most urban centers have like an OG cannabis store that yeah. was the place where, you know, they sold accessories and you would kind of go to to buy papers maybe or something like that. And in Toronto, that place is the friendly stranger. Yeah, exactly. And you have quite a, like, not quite a history, but you have a bit of a history with friendly stranger. Oh, I remember coming downtown um, in the 90s and it was part of the Queen West strip that you went to. There was the Friendly Stranger. There was Fashion Crimes. You know, maybe you sit on the patio at the Black Bull. And a lot of those, those you know, boutiques or, or retail places have, have gone. And Queen West has really changed, but the Friendly Stranger is still there. Yeah, which is amazing. And I think I just love their ethos. The, the idea of just the Friendly Stranger is, you know, it speaks to the cannabis community in a way where everyone is is kind of a community where if, you know, you're walking down the street and you see someone smoking a joint, you kind of give them a little nod because you know that you have that like in common, right? Well, and Robin Ellens yeah. is, uh, is the founder and, you know, he... <clears throat> He has brought James Justy Justy yep. um, into the fold, and th- that would be a fascinating story. And James comes from Jack Astor and rolling Starbucks locations yeah. out across Ontario. Yeah. So I can only imagine what it means for Robin, who started The Friendly Stranger back in 1994, to have this mega mega retail expert partnering with him as they roll friendly strangers out across the province. Yeah. And I think it's really, it's special because the friendly stranger, you know, they've been around for so long. They've seen a lot in the industry, um, but they have so much knowledge. Robin has so much knowledge of the industry. He's been an advocate in the space for over 25 years. And just for him to see cannabis legalization come to fruition. I think it's a really special time for him. Um, you can tell kind of how excited he is when we chat with him and stuff. And it's it's nice to see. And honestly, I can't, uh, like, I appreciate him so much because I think the work that he has put in is is part of why we're here, to be honest. Absolutely. So here's our chat with James Jesty and Robin Ellens from The Friendly Stranger. Today we are in studio with Robin, and we have James on the line, both from Friendly Stranger. Welcome, guys. Hello. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Um, So the Friendly Stranger is a very well-known brand in Toronto. You guys have been around for over 25 years. What was, can you guys give us a bit of a background? What's the origin story of the brand? How did you guys get started? I should probably take this one. Um, I personally ran into trouble with the law and uh, was told to stay away from this plant. And uh, 
stay out of trouble for six months as my sentence and uh, couldn't understand what the fuss was all about. Did some research into why cannabis was illegal and then realized that it didn't make any sense for it to be illegal. So set out on a path to change the laws. Uh, Friendly Stranger was born out of uh, a need to educate and raise awareness around cannabis issues. And at the time, in 1994, there wasn't a lot of resources uh, concerning cannabis. It wasn't easy to find information. But uh, we knew in our heart of hearts that uh, cannabis wasn't a bad thing, and it definitely didn't need to be lumped in with heroin and cocaine and the rest of them. So we set up shop as a way to deliver our message to the public on a daily basis and worked our way towards legalization. What was it like when you first opened on Queen Street? Like, was it just, oh, and now we have the store called The Friendly Stranger that sells pipes, no worries? Or was there quite a bit of tension and controversy as you opened your doors? Well, when we started, uh, we were really dealing with the hemp side of the plant. We weren't dealing with the smoking and consumption side because it was very hard to talk about that back then. Um, And so we would actually vend product on the street. And uh, eventually, you know, after it rained a few times, we thought, boy, we should take this inside. So we opened the store as a way to get people to come to us instead of us going to them. Um, It was very interesting in the early days. There was definitely a little bit more controversy around it. However, the people that came to us were people that were cannabis friendly to begin with initially. Um, And I think it was about two months before the police caught wind of what we were doing and threatened to shut us down. That's when the real controversy started. That's when the media got involved and we started doing interviews and debates about the issue and it really became a hot topic item. Amazing. And everything's changed now. So legalization is here and you guys have just announced that you're, you're, you know, you've um, trademarked your brand and you're going to be opening new stores. How has the Friendly Stranger changed since talk of legalization started and how, what does it look like for you guys now that legalization is here and has passed? James? Yeah, I would say um, it's changed a lot. Um, you know, one is that we're, we're, we're growing, which is a, obviously an exciting, uh, exciting time, right? You know, we've, you know, Robin's, Robin's put in, you know, 25 years plus at the store on, or on Queen Street, you know, not necessarily in the store we're in now, but, you know, for, for a long time. And, and, you know, to be able to see, you know, even from the day of legalization, you know, which was now what almost, what well, was a year, almost a year and a half ago, um, to today and just seeing how quickly, I guess, for me, the, the, the business has changed, how the, conversation around cannabis has changed. Um, certainly, you know, a big part of, you know, Friendly Strangers mandate now that we've got legalization is really working to, you know, kind of debunk the stigma, right? And, and, and break that down. And, you know, for me, I'm really thrilled every day to see how fast that is happening. Um, you know, it was, it was, it was very interesting, you know, even over the holidays, just to, you know, be with, you know, friends and family that maybe you haven't seen in a while. And, Obviously, when you tell them what you do for a living, it's a conversation starter, um, you know, and, and, you know, to really see the, the difference, you know, in across generations, right? Even, you know, it, it's always funny to find out, you know, who's actually been consuming cannabis all these years that you didn't know about, um, that now they're, you know, they're comfortable to talk about, but also people that are very curious about, you know, getting either back into it, you know, because they've been, you know, half their life not consuming, you know, they, they, smoke to join every once in a while in university or something like that. And, you know, now they're in their sixties. Right. So, you know, a, a big gap in there and just seeing how, you know, how it's changed and 
you know, for friendly stranger in particular, of just this ability to now, you know, grow. You know, we've been able to partner with, you know, some, some great people to leverage our brand and grow it, you know, across the province, you know, almost. I mean, we're in London um, and then GTA. But, you know, as we look to grow now that they've opened up the, the licensing and, and looking to really spread our wings, you know, it's just, it's a great time, right? And it's quite, quite interesting to see, you know, just how, um, how, I guess, how much the friendly stranger really means to a lot of people. You know, it's, it's, it's a very common conversation that we have whenever we meet people about, you know, how they came to friendly stranger and bought the first bong, right. Or the first pipe. Or I remember coming there, you know, in Phil, whatever the trip to Toronto was, especially if they're not from Toronto, you know, everybody's got a story of the friendly stranger. And so, you know, we're just, we're just super thrilled to be in the position where we are to, you know, really be able to take um, the brand and, you know, what it stands for uh, beyond Queen Street. and and start to spread it out. It is definitely a destination. I think anyone who grew up in the 90s, if they didn't actually go into the friendly stranger, if they walked on Queen Street, they they knew uh, exactly where it is and and what your retail focus was. Right. Can you speak a little bit about, you know, what are the conversations different now since legalization that you're having with people when they come into come into the store? Oh, 100%. It's actually kind of interesting. All these years of being an activist and working towards legalization, the law never really had any bearing on what we did. It, you know, it was a slap on the wrist if you got caught with a joint. So it didn't affect myself, it didn't affect my friends, and it didn't affect a lot of people's lives. It was just something they did, and they kept kind of quiet about it. Um, but what we didn't realize was the number of people that actually towed the line and, and weren't willing to come into a store like ours or deal with cannabis in any way because it was illegal. Um, and then as soon as legalization came around, suddenly we've got people coming through the door who've never set foot in there before. They're in their 30s, they're kindergarten teachers, they're you know, professionals from all walks of life who suddenly need the knowledge and the experience that we have that we can provide. Um, so that they can have an enjoyable experience with cannabis. And you know that's what we've always been there to provide, but it's been to the cannabis culture. Now that culture is actually growing into the general population, which is it's fascinating. I can only imagine how for Torontonians, you would be a trusted place out of just brand awareness to go to for mm-hmm. that information. How are you translating that trust into the other cities where maybe people haven't heard of the friendly stranger? That's a very good question. And a big part of what we're doing as we go forward is making sure that we become a part of the communities that we enter. We're not just going to you know, drop a store in, open the doors, and, and start business. We're there to actually be a part of that community. We're going to be reaching out and getting to know the, our business partners in the community, getting to know the businesses around us, uh, and being a part of it as opposed to just an, an island. And we're going to be welcoming people from all walks of life into our spaces so that they can feel firsthand what we really stand for, what we're all about. And it's never been just about selling things to people. It's always been about education and awareness and getting people to understand that cannabis is something that's very sacred and should be enjoyed and loved and treated with respect and that there's a time and place to consume. And, you know, all the different things that we've been saying all these years, we're just looking forward to be able to go into communities and and spread that message further, but one-on-one with the public. How has the offerings at the Friendly Stranger changed with legalization? Have they changed at all? Um, and what does your buying process kind of look like now compared to, you know, pre and post legalization? 
There's two parts to that story. Um, the first part is that uh, things really haven't changed that much. Uh, at, at this stage, we're not a licensed store. We're, we're still an accessory store on Queen Street West. So although a lot of the technology has changed over time, vaporization has become a big part of our business. Um, we have lots of different tools and ways to consume. It's really been um, the same old, same old all these years. We've always gone out of our way to offer the best selection available and only good quality products. Anything that wasn't up to par was immediately deleted from our inventory. Um, but when it comes to the new stores, that's where it gets exciting in that we are now adding cannabis to our spaces. Uh, and we're being very careful about the cannabis that we add as well. So the trust that, that people have put in us when it comes to our accessories, they can have the same level of trust when they come to buy cannabis from us as well. Um, our staff are going through one of the most intensive training processes of anybody in our industry. Um, they have to know everything there is to know about all the accessories we carry at the same time as they have to know about all the different licensed producers and the strains of cannabis that we carry. So that when somebody comes in and they're looking for something specific, we're able to actually help them find exactly what they're looking for. That's true, because the learning curve must be quite steep because you're looking at several pillars within the cannabis industry, be it the strain they're asking about, the method they're asking about, the variations within each of those categories. It's a lot for it's a lot of training. It is. And it's interesting that there's been a lot of new new people entering the industry and new stores opening up. And they're all cannabis focused first. Um, for us, I think we've got the advantage in that we've done this for 25 years. We know how to deal with the cannabis culture and the public. And we're adding cannabis to what we already do. Um, so we're going to get the same level of service around cannabis that you've been getting around accessories. And I think we're unique in the ability to do that. A lot of other shops that have opened, they're just push, push, push on cannabis, see how much money we can make. And they really don't care about the accessory side of it. But when people come in and they're looking for cannabis, how are they going to consume that when they get home? Are they going to roll a joint? Are they going to smoke a pipe? Are they going to use a bong? Are they going to use a vaporizer? What's best for them? And that's where we come in to help them on that journey so they have the best experience they can have with cannabis. Yeah, and you guys definitely have the experience to back it up. Um, so you guys have incorporated five stores, or you'll have five stores now. Is that correct in Ontario? Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's what's been announced <laughs> yes, we, anyway. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we've got, um, we've signed, um, agreements, uh, for the lottery winners to use our trademark, mm -hmm. our branding, okay. um, as well as, you know, obviously we're there as consultants to help them with, you know, all of the knowledge, right. And helping them with, you know, we've, we've already got all of the operational standards developed. So we're letting them use those. We're helping them to train their, um, their employees and that kind of stuff as we, you know, as we help to grow. Right. Okay. So, and yeah. then now with, with open licensing coming um, soon, you know, we will, we will obviously be applying um, for our own license, our own operator license, um, and then be able to, you know, continue to grow as well now that they've sort of loosened the reins a little bit on um, the lottery and all of that process. So it sounds like 2020 is going to be a very busy year for you guys. An extremely busy year. <laughs> Robin, did yeah, you ever yes, think yes. when you opened in 1994 that legal weed and, and all of this legislation and, and training and openness is something that you would have seen? It's really interesting to see where we are now from when, where we started. I mean, you used to look over your shoulder if you were smoking a joint because you were worried about getting in trouble for it. Um, it's gone full circle to it. You know, you can smoke it on the street corner with somebody else who's just walking down the street, and it's that. That's you. You, you still kind of have that feeling that is this real? Is this actually happened? But um, 
I I always believed that it would happen eventually. It uh, the whole concept behind Friendly Stranger was if you educate and you tell enough people the truth behind cannabis, eventually those laws would change. Uh, it kind of snuck up on us. We worked at it for a very long time, and there were some very dark times under different politicians that made it very kind of scary to be in the industry. Um, but then, you know, suddenly there was a ray of light and cannabis legalization was on the horizon. It was like, wow, this is actually really going to happen. What do we do next? How do we stay relevant? I mean, suddenly there was all these new players in the game, huge industry getting involved and money being thrown around everywhere. And we're like, wow, we're going to get steamrolled. How do we, how do we stay relevant in this changing landscape? And very excited that uh, we've found the people uh, who invested in us. The team that we've put together is second to none. Uh, we're just itching to get going. We've been treading water for a long time, waiting to get these stores up and running. Um, and I think these first six stores that we're doing in partnership with the lottery winners uh, will be a, a phenomenal experience for those people that come to visit us. It'll be a true friendly stranger mm -hmm. experience all the way. Amazing. Well, thank you guys so much for your time and, and thank you for putting thank in you. 25 years to, to help get us to this point. No kidding. No problem. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, thanks, Donna. Thanks, Cheryl. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. We are so grateful when you share on a high and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. We would love to hear what you think via Twitter at B of C underscore Canada. Until next time, I'm Donna Bishop. And I'm Michelle Villada. And we look forward to you joining us again soon. This is Jay Rosenthal, co-founder of Business of Cannabis. This is a Business of Cannabis production.